Christian calling at 11pm in the UK. Listen, I hear your pain. Um, I also have struggles with mental health. I've documented and discussed. So I'm just sending in to send some uh, brotherly love and uh, positivity for the day for you. And I know it just doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't just get better. It's not worthwhile to say you'll get over it. Uh, you will come out of it when your body and you are ready to come out of it. Uh, I can only wish for you that it does. But I want to thank you for your authenticity and candidness and openness at discussing exactly where you are. Unfortunately, this is where we need to be. We need to share exactly where we are because that is what will get mental health issues out there. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to take a moment to... Thank you for your kind words. Uh, a couple of you have reached out and uh, said nice things and have been applauding the station. And it's it's just nice to get the positive feedback, um, trying to push things on different social networks. But the audio thing is like the most comfortable for me. So it's, it's great. It's comfortable. I love it. Um, and I, I could seriously do this all day. So I'm going to. Why not? <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to play for you real quick a nice little excerpt from a fellow station. So to sort of expand upon what Mr. Simon says was speaking about, and I appreciate the brotherly love, uh, which is especially important to me because I'm from Philly, the city of brotherly love, and um, it's 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 nice to it's nice to have that solidarity with other people that that you realize that you're in this together and I think that is the reason why I'm working so hard to be as open and real about this as possible because there's so much of the world that doesn't understand what this really is there's that perception that it's just about being sad that being depressed is about not being happy with your life or that you can just be rich or famous and it'll be better. Um, that's one of the things that drives me nuts when there's a celebrity death by suicide is the question of like, they have so much fame and notoriety and money and why are they so miserable or why did they off themselves? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's a little bit more to life than money and fame and popularity and notoriety it's quite literally brain chemistry, but it's also the fact that there's more to life than those things. There's more to appreciate in life than those things. You could have all of the money and fame and things, but none of, none of that will matter if you have no self-respect or you're not able to take care of yourself. Um, you could have all of those things and have easier access to drugs and make your life worse. Like there's the, the, I don't know where we get this idea. Well, I guess I do know where we get this idea that money and fame equals happiness. Uh, it's because it's what we see on TV. But um, know that it's not that, and it's not that easy. And, you know, the number one thing that I do, and I think it might be helpful for other people, is that I make sure, or more so lately, I've been making sure to take time to explain to my wife that when I feel this way and she's been more and more respectful of the fact that when I feel this way it's something I need to work through and she's amazing for that um, I want to iterate to her that it's not me being unhappy or 
uh, unsatisfied with my life because I'm in a good place. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm working more and more to express gratitude towards the little things in life. You know, just existing is something worth celebrating most of the time. Uh, you know, my, my mom could have had an extra glass of wine and I would not exist. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's as kind of as simple as that in a lot of weird ways, as complex as it is to get us to this point. Um, something simple could easily change it. A reality could be very, very different than what it is now. And you could simply not exist in it. So that's one thing to absolutely be grateful for. Um, and it's hard because when you're dealing with depression, it is a, it does feel like a lower form of existence. Like it doesn't feel like something you want to participate in. Your brain is literally telling you, you should not exist. You do not want to be here anymore. There's no reason, like it's, you're trying to convince yourself to like not be here. And look, maybe there's some kind of weird evolutionary purpose for that. Or maybe it's just wires crossed and some mistake happened. Um, who knows? But it's also important to not feel like a mistake, despite my words saying that, because um, that's not the case, and you're not a mistake. Uh, and the 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 point I really want to get at with this quick post is that talking about this in solidarity, it's it's so important to let people know that others out there exist. I spent, I think, much of most of us, many of us, spent much of our lives thinking that we're weird in the fact that we're alone in this. And then there are so many other people who are also feeling the same way that you're not alone. And it's not this strange random phenomenon that only happened once a century. It's, it's fairly common actually. Um, so I think it's important to talk to each other about it so that we can figure out the best narrative to explain to other people about it. So that's why I want to talk about it because I talk to myself enough, I might as well share it with other people and kind of work out the best way to explain it. Um, my time is almost up, but I think I'm going to keep going and uh, talk about this just a little bit more. So I encourage everyone, anyone, to be open about how they feel, whether it's mental health or just working through emotions of an everyday average situation. I think so many of the problems in the world that we face are predicated on this notion of withholding feelings, particularly in American culture. It might be true for uh, British culture as well. Let me know, Mr. Simon says, if, if that's the case, uh, I'll feature you again. <laughs> and um, uh, it, it's the stigma around not being able to express emotions that it's like a burden upon people is not helping anyone. Um, and, and it's largely because when you do express emotions, people are not positively receptive of it. They, you know, we've got so many judgy people out there. It kills me constantly to look through like nobody, everyone says, don't look through YouTube comments, but I do. And it's sad how many people just immediately want to hate on something like that's all there is. It's just people who are expressing hatred and negativity and very base emotions. And I think we need to work to be more respectful to each other and express our emotions in a way that is productive, that is not 
just predicated on getting it out there in like such a negative way. Like you see something like being more empathetic about the, the work that someone puts into something to the difficulties that someone's facing to how complicated a system is, how complicated anything in life is. That's why I kind of gave up talking about politics because as much as I was going through and complaining about the difficulties of the political landscape in the past however months, particularly at the end of the year last year, it didn't make sense for me to be providing so much vitriol and negativity to the conversation because I don't really actually know what's going on. I don't know how any of that actually works. I don't have the answers. I have ways that I can help people have positive discussions with each other and be more understanding with each other. That's what I feel like I can offer. But at the same time, like you're not going to change anyone's opinions. You're not going to change anyone's emotions towards the situation. So we should work harder together to be more empathetic of one another and understanding of where our perspective lies and understand that there are bigger things in life beyond our own perspective. There's a lot of, there's a lot of contradictions and back and forths with what I'm saying, but it all kind of hovers around this same idea that being respectful and empathetic and having your ears open, but also having your mouth open and being expressive and being confident and being thoughtful with what you're saying, being impeccable with your word and saying what you mean and meaning what you say will kind of help us come to a more common place. Uh, I had a conversation with a coworker about two weeks ago about religion to where, and and maybe I'll spill this into the next segment because I think it's a, an important topic, that religion is often predicated or, or rather uh, created and uh, hovering around a lot of the same thoughts and emotions and ideas uh, and, and within pretty much all religions is is some mention of being good to each other whether it's Christianity, Islam, Judaism, whatever, there's something in there is speaking to the goodness of people and how being good to each other is helpful. And then it's kind of wrapped in this like shit that makes everybody competitive and makes everyone try to pick their version of it. There's a lot of nonsense surrounding it. And there's often a core value or core ideas that we're all kind of circling around and trying to identify using our religion as the basis for what the thing is like it's like it's like a religion is trying to take credit for those ideas and it's really it's like a human idea to to be good to each other and it doesn't matter what subject or category it falls under it doesn't matter it it really doesn't you just got to be good to each other which is i don't adopt in a religion but we can talk more about that in the next segment Religion is such a tricky thing. And after these conversations I've been having, I'm really happy that I decided to switch my uh, my podcast subject to society and culture because I'm just kind of going more and more into these topics. But um, for a long time, my father and I conflicted so, so much about really our intentions in life, like how we approached each other, how we spoke about ideas and ideals. Um, 
we were often working towards the same thing, but never realized it because he was very much in tune or trying to use religion as, you know, particularly Christianity, uh, as a method to make me understand things or make the world around him understand certain things. He was almost using it too literally, like reciting things in the Bible, that sort of thing. And for me, I've always been a very um, question-everything kind of person, so you can easily see why those two things conflict. Uh, and I went to Catholic school, and I thought it was a load of horseshit. <laughs> um, but I, as I got older, I, I, you know, I'm starting to understand the purpose of religion more and more. Um, as to why it exists, it doesn't necessarily fit into my life still, but. I understand that it's a it, it's purpose. I understand that it's there to help people navigate the deep recesses of sort of existing and existentialism and and figuring out how to define certain things in life that might not necessarily be explainable. You know, some people are just not so great at saying they don't know and accepting that or um might not be comfortable exploring the deep depths of the universe and the vast nothingness and things that we don't know and they might not be comfortable with that some people might not be comfortable with the idea I mean, most people are not comfortable with the idea of of non-existence after death many people are are uncomfortable with so many of those concepts that i understand why religion exists for people and i think for a long time i was disrespectful of that um, I didn't get it. I thought it made people weak to do that and lean on that. But I understand. I, I think no one really has to explore that. You know, it's kind of easy to sort of lean on that and not have to think about it. But at the same time, I think it can sort of push people too far to one side, meaning it shows people too much what to think as opposed to how to think. And that's the thing that is a big problem for me. Uh, and that's what was the problem with the way my dad and I would converse with each other is he would sort of recite, recite lines to me and not really, not really show me through his tone of voice, through his words, that he was actually understanding much of what he was saying and was just kind of like repeating it, saying like, the Bible says, and Jesus this, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it doesn't, it did not resonate with me because it didn't make sense. There was no logic to it. There was nothing there that, there was no meat there for me to feel like I could grasp it in a way that meant something to me. And, and I think that's also why I like to talk to people about this stuff, because I'm trying to work through things. I want to find the way to explain things, to explain life, to talk about life, in a way that almost surpasses religion in a weird way um, to have people understand concepts without the necessary without the need the necessity to lean on one side or the other um, and I, I, I think you know, it's pretty clear that there's world conflicts over it um, and it's interesting that I think I think a lot of us are just trying to get to the same place you know, the friend that I was talking to at work a few weeks ago, she leaned very heavily. Um, well, I wouldn't say she leaned very heavily, but she was raised uh, Christian. And um, she seemed very open and receptive to how the world is and things like that. But she goes to church and all that stuff. Um, but I think she also understands that that concept that everyone is trying to get to the same place of understanding using different methods and it's a lot of like your method is stupid and my method is great and that's 
kind of ridiculous when you think about it. So really the conversation that I'm helping people try to have is to surpass that, to, to, to look beyond the fact that like eating a cracker doesn't matter. <laughs> like, uh, um, like all these little specifics, all these stories, they're great stories, but they don't really matter in terms of the human experience. We need to think beyond those things. So I don't really know how I segued into uh, religion there, but uh, the the point of this version of the podcast is like I'm I'm trying to get more open and comfortable speaking about how I feel and what that really is, and to properly define that for people so that they can get better at defining it for themselves. Because um, you know everybody thinks differently, and maybe something that I say will trigger a feeling in you that will help you define it to somebody else, to someone that's close to you. I think the the most one of the most difficult things that that people deal with with this is is how to convey it to someone close to them or someone how someone close to them should be to them because like mr simon says said a few segments ago uh there's no there's there's no words that can necessarily fix it you know it's not something that i can that someone can say Hey, feel better, and it's going to go away. All you can really do is lend support, and I think I think his um, message was perfect. I think it's it's a great way to respond to somebody and really let them know that hey, I I get it, I understand whether whether or not he actually, um, you know, whether or not somebody would actually feel that way or not, and have experienced those feelings or not. Um, it's a matter of expressing empathy and realizing that I get that you're being, you're having a difficult situation and um, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And you know, sometimes you need to offer something a little bit tangible, you know, offering uh, words is nice. Uh, taking a few seconds to say, hey, I appreciate you is always nice to anyone. Um, and I've said it before, you know, find reasons to do that in, in, in any situation, regardless of how someone's feeling. But at the same time, uh, when someone is in a difficult situation, just acknowledge it. Sometimes that's good enough. Sometimes saying that you see what's going on is important and not discounting it or trying to reduce it to something that isn't helpful or ignoring it or making that person who already is aware that they're feeling like a burden themselves you don't want to make them feel even more like a burden. You don't want to solidify that feeling for them because then they're going to close off even more and not feel comfortable talking about it. So point is, you know, for me, I'm, I'm becoming more and more open about talking about it comfortably. I've um, spoken, there's actually a really great article on my Tumblr page. If you want to go check that out, uh, I believe it's rivalmydesign.tumblr.com. Um, I'll see if I can find a quicker link to it, but there's an article I wrote called Manic. Maybe you can just Google Manic by Christian Rivera, um, where I kind of spoke about my manic depression. It was really one of the first articles where I got very comfortable speaking openly about it. And um, it was kind of like my my coming out in a weird way. Like a lot of people knew about my uh, depression and issues, but I never really spoke openly and publicly. It was always one-on-one -on -one things. And now I'm just working more and more to be more comfortable comfortable about it. I'm even being more comfortable with work people because, hey, it might affect work sometimes, and I have to be open about that. You know, sometimes I'm... And I, I'm 
maybe that's another topic in itself, like how being open can, you know, help you in work situations. But for me, I've had so many issues with jobs that I think it's worth being open about it. I've had issues with relationships where I think it's worth being more open about it so that I can put more value onto my marriage and make it stronger and make her really understand who I am. And it in turn, it makes me appreciate her even more for, for sticking with me and helping me out. And it, it makes me appreciate my job for respecting who I am and, and understanding that as well. Um, while also allowing me to get the work done that I need to get done. Um, so it's a tricky balance. And like I said, you know, having, uh, mental issues is not necessarily an excuse to give up on life or to not try things, but I think being open about it and letting people understand that it's not about sadness. It's an energy level thing. Most of the time that it's a brain chemistry thing that it is a perspective shift almost for quite some time and that there are ways out of it and you kind of have to like push through the forest and push through the weeds um but getting more respect for that i think is worth everyone talking about it that's what we need more respect for what it is and for everyone to get it so that we can do things on a larger level So I got to say that felt pretty good. <laughs> uh, I was listening back to it a little bit and uh, I feel pretty good about the words that came out there. So uh, maybe I'll try to transcribe that and put that into a, an article or something. But um, I appreciate your, t your time for listening to this and listening to me ramble about this sort of stuff. It's something I feel very comfortable talking about um, and would love to answer any questions you have um, when it comes to that. If you need any kind of advice, I'll do my best. I am not a mental health professional, but, um, I can speak from experience and try to offer the best help that I can. Uh, again, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. If you need help in finding ways to throw yourself out there and how to talk about it and who to talk to, you know, find someone who can help you. If you don't have a support system, um, I suggest strongly to find a therapist, just anyone to talk to, even if you have to pay them, that's fine. They'll still be good people and they'll be willing to listen to you. Um, I, I think it's, I think more and more I'm realizing that we are so instinctively social creatures that we have to have that in our lives in some way, shape or form, no matter what we do. Um, isolating ourselves is sort of the natural course that we take when we're dealing with depression and it is the opposite of what we need to do. Um, you know, take a little bit of time for yourself, but understand when you're feeling at your worst, you need to just get it out there. You need to find someone who's willing to listen to you and, um, put it into words, put it into a video, put it into a podcast, write it down, put it into a song, put it into a painting, uh, create some other kind of art with it. Um, take a walk with a coworker and, Maybe they'll listen to you. I've had coworkers listen to me and it's great. You, you, it's amazing how receptive people are when you become open about it. Um, so don't be afraid. The worst that can happen is you find out that they're a jerk that's not willing to listen to you and you have to cut them off. It's kind of a sad reality, but sometimes that happens. Um, you have to take more respect and ownership over your life and be willing to let those people go if you need to. So, um, with that, 
I'm going to take the rest of the day to relax. Uh, I'm so wired about like doing this podcast stuff that I keep wanting to do it all the time. I'm trying to figure out ways to add more things to my social accounts to do like quotes from these podcasts and stuff, try to pick like a topic of the day and have it on uh, a blog and Instagram and post it all over the place. But I'm trying to find a, find a way to do it that isn't going to kill me <laughs> and uh, is still interesting to everybody and isn't spammy and um, and is, you know, in some ways fun or interesting or inspiring. That's what I shoot for. Like I spoke about in, in the earlier podcast, like my goal is more legacy focused than it is money or stability focused. Uh, so that's what I want to do. I want to help people. And hopefully I can do that. So I will continue talking and I will continue to post this podcast for as long as people will listen to it. So I thank you for taking your time to listen to the Sino Audio Extravaganza. You can find me on, on all my social channels at RivalMyDesign or RivalMyDesign.com. Rival.design is where my portfolio is. And, and if you go to SoundCloud.com slash Shrink for the Fences, I've got my pop punk music there. I would appreciate it if you give that a listen and um, rate, comment, subscribe if you're listening to the podcast version and uh, spread the word. I'd really appreciate it. And don't be afraid to call in or message me on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Happy to chat at any time that I can. And um, if you, even if you have design projects that you're working on, I'm happy to take a look at that and give you some feedback or suggestions or recommend you to somebody or even have myself help you with some work. So that would be fantastic. All right, you guys have a good rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time.